Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm, I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys. Today's weather, sunny with a 100% chance of government overreach. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Hi there. Welcome to Kate Daly's show today. And I just got off the Alex Jones show, and I talked about uh, rigging the election, how they were going to play it. And uh, then, of course, I had Mickey Willis from Plandemic 3 that's coming out and uh, talking about the Red Pill Expo this weekend, Salt Lake, November 12th and 13th. I'll be up there. Anyway, welcome. And I've got two amazing, I'm really lucky. Like, I'm really lucky because I got two amazing people in my studio uh, Willie Billings, and I also have Michelle Tanner, who we spoke to, uh, city council, and uh, just, just two spectacular people. So I'm really happy to have you. Both. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes. You bet. Uh, just your short take on the um, on the election results. Well, I mean, here locally, obviously, they went exactly like they were going to go. I mean, yeah. there wasn't any challengers. Uh, yeah. Uh, back when I was the chairman of uh, Washington County Republican Party, we may, used to make a joke that right, uh, right. it doesn't matter who's running on the Democratic Party in Washington County and how much they spend, they're never going to get more than about 20% of the vote, and that's the way it still is to this day. Yeah, except when this year we had um, just the awesome turnout of 50%. Wow, <laughs> that was amazing, said no one ever that was a realist. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's funny all the numbers were up and, um, and what can happen when that happens. What's your short take on the results? Michelle? Yeah, you know, I agree with Willie. I was really excited to see Mike Lee because I know all the media reports, they liked to put that little scare out there uh-huh. that, oh, McMullen's so close, which I'm honestly surprised he got as many votes as he did. But yeah, yeah. That was a victory I was really excited about because mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried about how that was going to be skewed. So, congratulations mm. to Mike Lee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the national level, mm-hmm. I think it really just shows us how vital it is that we are involved at the local level because nationally we're falling apart. I think everyone thought, oh, we're going to have this ginormous red wave and some, I mean, how in the world Pennsylvania? What? No, they they literally put in Sling Blade. <laughs> they put I, in Fetterman. How, I'm like, that was an installation. That it, was insane. Yeah. Had nothing to do with voting. Well, and, and you look at that Pennsylvania race. There's no, if uh, if everybody were looking at this from a common sense standpoint, mm-hmm. and I know that's not a lot of common sense in politics you know, nowadays, but there's no way that guy wins over Oz. There's just no way that happens. Yeah. It was and a joke. It, it was. Yeah, it is. It is. But but it does send a message, I think, nationally that a lot of uh, 
the Republican Party, our messages are good and they're solid mm-hmm. and constitutional. They're all of those things, but how strongly they stand for them and how strongly they speak towards them. Mm-hmm. And then also the candidates that are putting out there. Yeah. Obviously, the people spoken said these are not the people we trust to right. make the changes necessary. Right. Unfortunately, Patricia Kent didn't get it, and we're in trouble. We've got Susan Lewis who will turn her back on any fraud she sees. So. That's horrific. And then we have uh, the county commissioners still, who I'm not a fan of, um, obviously. And uh, and we still have all this election fraud going on. And to me, you're still the winner of race 72. I know you won that race. There's no doubt in my mind, actually. Well, I appreciate um, it. I, I, I don't... Uh I want to make it clear, Mm -hmm. because there's at least one county commissioner out there that's been telling people privately that that I'm just uh, standing for election, uh, you know, standing for election integrity and Mm -hmm. things like that because I'm a sore loser. Yeah, that's the biggest joke of all, because that is not what it is. And I've said this time after time, in every meeting I've ever spoken, I am not, I do not blame or nor do I feel any animosities towards anybody at the county offices. I think, and I've said this continually, I think they're all honest people with integrity. It's not Mm -hmm. Nothing about the staff there. They're wonderful human beings. But during my campaign for three or four months, knocking thousands of doors, 80% of the people have some type of lack of faith in the election process. And I was going through that. I thought, we've got to fix this thing. And the fact that they just ignored everything. The county commissioner. (laughs) And and then Susan Lewis said... uh, I, I just chose not to. I chose not to do a hand recount when thousands of people are asking her to do that. Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant governor told me to my face with a witness there that she could have. Hmm. You know, uh, got a lot of problems right here in Little River City. <laughs> so uh, I I'm just floored. I think at uh, the, some of the shenanigans I've seen and witnessed. I. I Look, we better do something about it. We didn't do anything about the machines, the voting, the software, nothing. We could have never expected a different result to federally, statewide, everything else this election. If we thought that was going to happen, I don't know what was wrong with our brains. But locally, we have so many issues, though, here that we need to solve. We yeah. still need to solve them. They're still hanging out there. We do. And we heard the other night from Glenn Beck and Mike yeah. Lee. Yeah. They said anybody, right. elected official, that says they've got 100% faith in the voting system and the machines and they think they're perfect, that's who you need to start asking right. questions about. You're right. That, that, and it's not that important that I serve as a legislator. It is vitally important that people trust the election process. Yes. And it's our elected officials' jobs to prove it and, and s- do a second check to prove the validity of those machines. And if they won't, why? Right. In fact, when Mike Lee said to the audience, go cast your vote, go put your ballot in, and the audience's reaction stunned him so much, Glenn Beck mentioned it on his show, <laughs> is that the audience went, no, no. And he was, okay, what gives? Why are you guys saying no? And the answer was, was because uh, nobody wanted to do a mail-in ballot. Everybody yeah. wanted to vote in person because they don't trust. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the issue. Very reflective. That we don't have elected officials who will acknowledge that the vast majority of this nation right. does not have faith in our election process. And the burden is on them to be transparent, to prove it, even if they do think, and that's what I've always appreciated about Willie, is he's right. never said, oh yes, this is fraudulent. What he said is, 
we need to restore faith in the system. We right. need to show that we can have these clear audits because mm-hmm. this less than 3% audit of, you know, X percent mm-hmm. and we're not even really verifying the machines. I mean, that's not a true audit. Looking nope. at comparing images, that's not a true they audit. They never did a true audit. <laughs> they never and, did. And, You're right. Well, and when they did that audit mm-hmm. and the hand count showed I won 61 to 39, they were dumbfounded standing in that room. Oh, the yeah. People, and, and I said, you just opened a can of worms right here. Now we have to do a full audit. Right. Because you can't go from 61% winning to losing by seven votes in, in between the end result and a random audit. That's mm-hmm. statistically almost impossible. It's 2,000 to 1 that that could even happen. Yeah. But again, it's not about me winning this thing. It has nothing to do with it being a sore loser. And that. anyone that would say that is insane. Well, because that's Victor that is, Iverson. Victor's yeah, been saying I know. that to people. And it's, it's not true. And it it's it's meant to make you look really bad. It isn't about that at all. I know you. I know you. You're the first person to go, oh, the other person won. All right. I'm good that with is, it. Yeah. That is not you. So for him to say that, believe me, he's falling on his own sword because people know you. Well, so. and he's been telling people I'm ruining my own reputation. Well, well, you <laughs> oh know what? My, my reputation goes way beyond. It's 35 years of serving my community. Exactly. People know me regardless of what he says. Yeah. And you were well known going into this race. Very favored for that race. It really reminds me of what's going down in Arizona right now. Yeah. And then all oh, of a sudden man. they flip it and everyone's like, well, wait a minute. We, we all knew that every race was Carrie Lake, right? Same thing. So it's it's just bizarre that they would that they were refusing at every level, refusing to do an audit. Yeah, and I got I heard the other day from Phil Lyman that uh, that Victor was going to try to push some type of election integrity thing through the county commissioners, mm-hmm. and he was pushing for that. Well, it's convenient right. that you do that after your your buddy gets elected, and you <laughs> and you chose to completely ignore anything yeah. to try to prove it yeah. when when your friend was trying to get elected. But now it's over. I'm going to make yourself look good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the buddy that got elected, the very reason I think the county commissioners were very silent, they wanted their friend in there. Um, I, if I were him, I would be pushing for an audit. I, I would be, because I would want everyone in that community mm. to know that I actually won that race. And I'm actually shocked that he hasn't. Well, that's a great point. I, it was so close. Why do you want any shadow cast Yeah. I mean, I would, he's walking in on a big cam- shadow. Yeah. But but let me be clear, too. It's not mm-hmm. Joe Ellison. This is not about yeah. Joe. Right. Joe is an upstanding, good man. I support him completely in that election. I, I congratulate him for that. It's not about him. It's about the fact that thousands and thousands of Washington County residents don't trust the system, and our elected officials is on, is on their it's their mm-hmm. onus to, to figure this out. Right. Yeah, I yeah. echo that because I I had mm-hmm. support for both you right. and Elison. I've had great conversations with Joe Elison. I think he's going to be a great representative. But for me, it comes back to the exact same thing as what Willie is saying: is it doesn't change the fact that so many of us do not have faith and trust in the system. We have to have full transparency mm. and easily audited system. Yeah. That should not be too much yeah. to ask in the United States of America. And, and, and I wouldn't be so adamant about it if I had spent four months knocking on doors and <laughs> knowing found out that nobody trusts this thing. Nobody hey, trusts it. All you had to do was go to the Mike Lee event and mm. hear the crowd actually rebuke him. No, we will not send in that ballot. Mm. Did you see the lines last night? 
and all day long, they were backed up to the other side of the Dixie Center. And, 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 and shame on us for allowing one center for voting per city. This is ridiculous. But the lines were long, and it, and it really made me go, wow, this is, this is, they should be very aware about what's going on with the people. And so Victor falls on his own sword when he doesn't recognize, just like he didn't recognize when Mike Lee was right in his face saying, there is fraud. There is fraud. You have to recognize that. And so uh, it made the county commissioners look like they don't know what in the heck they're doing because they were the ones saying, no, there is no fraud. So it looks ridiculous on them. Well, and how much of our tax dollars is being spent right now by our own governor to have this campaign? Have you Mm -hmm. seen the the signs and the billboards of, we have the most secure elections in the entire nation and help combat those extreme right-wing conspiracy theorists? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And those are our tax dollars being used Uh, to promote that yes. propaganda, That's how by the way. desperate they are. When did you ever see billboards like that after an election? Right. Never. Yeah. They're doing it now because they know everybody finally sees it. And they well, can't answer our questions yeah, either. And, exactly. And they're trying to call us extreme uh-huh. when all we're doing is asking questions and wanting our elections proven. Right. That's, That's not it. extreme. That's yep. our right. Yep. And so everybody needs to be flooding these city meetings, county meetings, and everything else, demanding that there be change and demanding that they pull their heads out of the sand and acknowledge it. And they, you know, it just, it's just beyond belief. Let, <laughs> let, let me echo what you say. Everybody's got to get involved, but yep. there's a way you do this. You be bold, but, mm-hmm. you're, but you're polite and right. respectful. But you're persistent and bold, and you have to put pressure on the elected officials, but yeah. you have to do it in a manner that's respectful and bold. Definitely. Thanks, Willie. Yeah, Willie Billings, thank you. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a mess, and we need to fix it, okay? We really do, but it's going to take all of us. It's going to take the masses getting out and saying something and being very vocal about this. Uh, we'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to say that Truth in Radio is really in trouble. Not only is the ability to listen to the show, we need to shore up, we need more equipment, we need things to shore up the listening of this show. Um, Because that's in trouble. We're getting hit by hackers all the time. We have a lot of things going on, and we need your help. Truth in Radio needs your help. Free speech needs your help. I know $99 for a commemorative coin with the Kate Daly Show on it and Be Faithful, Be Fearless and a piece of history I know that seems a little tough right now with budgets, but let me just tell you, um, the reason it's that way is because we have to raise money for the show. It's still going to put, you know, 40, 45 bucks back in your pocket, though, and you're investing in metal. You're investing in silver, which everybody should be doing right now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and pick up a commemorative coin while they're still available. Uh, Get a few for family and friends. For Christmas, uh, let them know that's a piece of history they're holding. It's the Lady Liberty on the cover of it, on the front of it. But they're going to have a little jingle back in their pocket, too. When you buy a T-shirt or when you buy a hat, those things are really great. But this actually puts money back in your pocket, and that's why I chose the commemorative coin. Uh, Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a commemorative coin. This is free speech that we're talking about. And we're going to see an end to free speech if shows like mine go away. Keep my show on the air, please. Keep Truth and Radio on the air. Thank you so much for doing this. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. my soul, my 
Daly Show for you. And uh, by the way, Eric Mutsos and I are presenting back-to-back, back-to-back uh, uh, speeches, talks, whatever you want to call it, presentations. Um, November 16th at the Red Lion. November 16th, that's next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night at the Red Lion at 7 o'clock. And I sure hope you go. It's called Hope in the Last Days. This is more of a spiritual, kind of talking more about the spiritual things of life and the spiritual, really the spiritual war that we're in right now. And so I really do hope you come. We're going to be filming them for social media and uh, the, the presentations. And we have a lot to say and so many insights to give you so many I, I can't even tell you how many insights you're going to get from going. It's a free event. Red Lion, November 16th, Wednesday night, Eric Mutzos and myself. Uh, Uncle Milty will say a few words, too. I also uh, just make sure you go and get the Invasion book, invasionbook.com, written by Ben McClintock. It's a great book. It's a fantastic book. We'll probably be doing a little giveaway, too, tomorrow. But make sure that you get the invasionbook.com. So it's invasionbook.com. Um it tells you how your county and cities have been sort of infiltrated and what you can do to reverse things, okay? Um, so how we get more Michelle Rant, uh, Michelle Tanners, right? So, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, don't confuse names. the last there's names, a, there's trust me. There's a little bit of a difference yeah. there. Yeah, how we got a Randall, but how you can have a Tanner to fix it. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so I also uh, just... Please go get that book. You'll love it. In fact, you'll order more copies for friends. And then um, also, uh, Garage Doors Only, you guys are phenomenal people and running a great business. And uh, they're hiring, uh, you know, go get a job there. You'll love working for them. They also do the best garage doors in the state of Utah and also Nevada. So please go to them if you need a garage door. They're fantastic. Best prices, everything. 435-868-1200. 435-868-1200. Bluff Street. You'll love them. Okay? Never tell you to go somewhere you wouldn't love. You'll love them. I second that. I love yes, those guys. right? Yes. I love them, too. They're fantastic. Oh, I wish people just please help these sponsors. I've got Willie Billings with me. I've got Michelle Tanner from um, the St. George City Council. So glad you're here, too. I mean, this is... Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to add on to well, I, I, what happened with District 72? Well, it's just it's interesting that uh, it turned out to be you know, so close. Seven votes separated us out of, what, 8,500? Uh, that should I, have been a hand count audit. Yeah, and that's what, what I was asking for. But, but I just believe that when something is, especially a smaller race like this, mm-hmm. They say it would have taken too much money and too much time to do a hand <laughs> recount. What a you're saying, what you're saying there, is we don't want to do the work necessary to prove the accuracy of the machines. That's what you're saying. Yeah. When thousands of people. Bingo. So, but also uh, the county commissioners. I, I'm not saying that they're mm-hmm. bad guys. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the two other county commissioners have been gracious with me, and they're mm-hmm. good. And and you know, Victor's a good man. But but he's making some mistakes as he in leadership right now where you don't badmouth your constituents and you certainly don't badmouth somebody that's mm-hmm. just being a fighter trying to fight for our rights. Mm, yeah, I'll go with no comment on that. <laughs> I have yeah, I, have I some appreciate thoughts. Willie yes, being I know. a voice I know. for this though because yeah, me too. you know like Willie, I've talked to a lot of people throughout my campaign last year and right. now as a representative, and it is the vast majority really across the country, but especially in this community, who that is the forefront concern for most people. If we 
can't trust our election systems, what do we have here in America? Exactly. We have to have that trust and transparency, even if we believe it is 100% on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's be transparent well, about it yeah. and acknowledge it. If you think mm-hmm. it's, if you believe it's 100%, then what's the problem with 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 double checking to prove that? Right, right. Because you, know, you could have had a backup. Hey, yeah. see, well, you know and, what I mean? And they they yeah. plug they they plug things mm-hmm. into all these machines before mm-hmm. yeah. every election to program them. Right. And to right. think that it can't be manipulated is kind of naive, uh, but but just just prove it. Just do what the citizens want you know, want you to do, mm-hmm. and, and and go with that. The, w- the one thing we have in our favor, and I don't think we realize this, is that they tell us we have to use the machines. No, you do not. Did you know that it's illegal to throw out a paper ballot? If everybody went to paper ballot, there's nothing they could do about it. You could turn in a paper ballot. You do not have to use the machine. If we could get a vast majority to do that, we actually probably could save elections. We could actually get them yeah. to stop tampering. Well, my sweet wife, she's the mayor over in Hurricane. She's mm-hmm. saying that our next municipal elections are all paper ballots. She's not oh, doing any of the her. electronics. Good for her. Because we need that. Because she's listening to people. Yes. yes they legally awesome. cannot throw that out. Let's take a quick call. And then I want to talk ambulances, too. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, I just wanted to uh, thank those that are serving those two you have on there mm-hmm. and uh, and just kind of bring up something. I, I met Vic the other day mm-hmm. uh, unexpectedly and, and said, hey, listen, if we disagree about, about recounting what should have been recounted, in my opinion, mm-hmm. why don't you guys do something? big to show us that you're you're not just spitting in our face mm-hmm. you know invite some some people from the liberty action coalition and invite some people from this group and that group to bring their computer geeks and their statisticians together with the state people and let's get into the code and make sure those machines are right so everyone can see i said do something big to prove and his eyes just glazed over yeah well, he doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. They're yeah, they don't want to hear it. So and, you know, there's no reason not to yep. say let's get into the code and look at it. Yep, it's not hurting anybody. It's not costing right. that much either. Right. Yeah. So you're right. They don't want to do it, and that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and this really isn't rocket science either. You look at the Secure Vote initiative that you know, unfortunately, I think was brought up a little bit too late in the legislative session last year to get it on, but it was very simple. It was paper ballots, Mm -hmm. small precincts, hand counting. You would have it all done that night in person, show your ID. Not difficult. It's not rocket Mm -hmm. science. It's not hard at all. And it's easily audited if you do it that way as well. So the excuses have been numerous. Oh, yeah. They're, they're making excuses that it wouldn't be as accurate and people make mistakes and all this. I, I proved to them. I told mm-hmm. them how, to, how we could do this in about six or eight hours. Right. With volunteers, with staff looking over mm-hmm. the shoulders, and everything would be done. Right. And it was my prayer then. It's still my prayer today. And I've said this many times. that if I, My prayer is that the, the, the hand count comes out the same as a machine count. Mm-hmm. I don't win. But, again, that's not what's important. What's important is everybody trusts the election process. When they don't, it creates more apathy, less voter turnout, and all kinds of problems. Yeah, you're right about that. And I love Dana's comment about the fact that you could do a write-in candidate, and they could they were able to count that without fraud, but not going through the ballots <laughs> to count them. Why, See, why, why I wasn't mean, the write-in candidate's name at least listed on there? Yeah, I don't know. If she, if she yeah. did it in time before it was printed? Yeah. Interesting. A, mm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, I, and I do have a question that maybe mm-hmm. you guys can answer for me, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this yesterday. 
where we mail out all of our ballots. What happens if, you know, I had my mail-in ballot yesterday, mm-hmm. I drop it in the box, mm-hmm. and then I walk up and vote in person yeah. before they've taken it out of the box. I mean, how do right. they monitor that? Do you know? Yeah. They do. They have a way where it triggers if mm-hmm. if, you've, if your name's already been counted once or supposedly what they told me. Mm-hmm. Is that it, it, it makes you the computer makes them aware that that person's already voted, right? So then my so the, ballot yeah, that's in the ballot box yeah. wouldn't be yeah. counted yeah. if yeah. I okay, yeah. right? Yeah, again, this is not the staff that making mistakes over right. there, right. They're, and they're honest people, and they haven't even yeah. received the ballots mailed Monday. Right. <laughs> I haven't even counted yeah. those in. Well, normally it doesn't matter because it's not yeah. that close. With my race, it's only right. seven. It mattered. Yeah, it mattered. It mattered so. a lot. Uh, if that was truly the case, I actually think you were probably right at 60%, but that's just me. Um, I'm just, I'm really bummed out on that because I don't like to see that in our own county, and it's not good. Um, let's talk ambulances for a moment. Yes. <laughs> let's talk ambulances. How is that situation right now? Um, so... We actually have it on for our city council meeting agenda this week, which is great because that's what I've been asking for for over six months now. Yes, and you got scolded when you did. So I they did. like to scold you. Yes. Um, and there was no reason for them not to have brought this up months ago. It doesn't take this long to do a little tiny study. This is not rocket science, right? I can't even imagine. Well, and the issue, you know, for me, <laughs> especially coming from an emergency medicine background, mm-hmm. that's one reason why right. I've been so passionate about this subject when it was brought to my attention earlier this year that we are still enforcing an ordinance that no one else in the state enforces which Mm -hmm. is a two paramedic per ambulance rule, whereas the general rule even across most of the country is actually Mm -hmm. one-to-one now where you have one paramedic on a truck with one EMT and even an advanced EMT um, is where, you know, I would propose that we make the, the arrangement here. Right. And the fact that we're the only city in the entire state that was still enforcing this when we have a nationwide paramedic shortage, we could add two more ambulances mm-hmm. to our 911 service if we were to eliminate that mm-hmm. rule. Mm-hmm. And when you look into the medical research and the data, it actually shows it does not decrease level of patient care. There's one study that even shows it's better care. And my theory behind that is maybe if you're getting too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. You know, whereas you have one paramedic there who is delegating, who is in Mm -hmm. charge. You have your advanced EMT who should also be pretty Mm -hmm. well trained. Right. You are there on scene together, working together. And then usually it's the EMT that's driving and the paramedic is in the back with the patient. And so if you have this research to back up that the one-to-one model works. Mm -hmm. It is not decreasing level of care. Everyone else essentially in the state is doing it that way. We can add two more ambulances. So I brought this up before Ironman in the spring because I can tell you from working in the ER when these big events come to town, it gets busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking as a parent, if my child's choking, right, those minutes can be the difference between life and death. Sure. If all the ambulances are tied up and they're having to call for outside service, hurricane fire to come in, mm-hmm. and I'm having to wait 15 minutes instead of two to three minutes, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Very big. And so I've been pushing really since that time to, hey, let's get this on an agenda. Let's talk about it. But it's been pushed off and pushed off and pushed off because 
we are doing a study, apparently, mm-hmm. as a city to essentially look and see if it would make sense for the city to take over a private ambulance business and mm-hmm. instead have the taxpayer fund the ambulance mm-hmm. service and roll that into our city's fire department. Mm. And so, even if that's the case, if you're mm-hmm. wanting to evaluate that and see if the numbers add up and see mm-hmm. if it makes sense, wouldn't you, in the interim, still want to have Just more ambulances sure. available sure. while you're figuring that out? Yes, because so there is a need. That's been my argument: is let's get this oh, on an agenda. You were so. scolded for bringing that up, and it just turns out that Michelle Randall Mayer had an ambulance company hmm. that was thrown out of business. She did. Steve Urquhart and John Pike made sure that she was not in business anymore, and and uh, and the other ambulance company came in. And I, I'm sorry, but when you have that much of a connection <laughs> to then not adding ambulances, I just got to say it. There's something very wrong with this. Uh, somebody needs to be recused from this situation, um, obviously, because you have too much emotion and maybe some things you want to have happen. Right. I don't and know. It, it doesn't take a financial interest to be a conflict either. Yes. Hey, they're quick to buy cop cars at every single turn. They can't they can't order a couple more ambulances. This is getting ridiculous. Be right back, Kate Daly show more with Michelle Tanner and Willie Billings. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. Not as tired as she used to get gives her energy to do things around the house. I really appreciate it. I really like your product. I'm happy with it. You don't have to really think about it anymore. You've got it, and it's in your diet. It's regularity. Let's put it that way. It's very good. Because I don't always eat my vegetables and fruit, so I know I'm better with it. A little more energy and just feeling pretty good overall. Seems to work so far. No complaints. I feel something good. I can't point my finger on, but I feel good in general. I do have a little bit more energy, you know, do stuff after work, whereas before I didn't really want to do stuff and just wanted to sit around. I think I have a little more energy. I'm older, disabled person, and I don't always eat properly. It's just feeling a little stronger that way. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. with me. I've got Michelle Tanner, uh, City Council, and so happy to have these guys post-election day. And I also wanted to tell you that uh, Kelly Miles is out. He was the one, uh, HB 2001, that designed the Get Rid of Dixie, the one that Brad Last wanted so badly and the one that Lowry Snow wanted so badly. They're both out, thank goodness, and uh, they couldn't wait to get rid of Dixie. And Kelly's uh, Kelly Miles is out, and Katie Hill is in. And I'm glad to see that, because people like that... Uh, 
why he had a vested interest in our name down here, uh, one will only know. Uh, so, you know, when you want somebody to write some bills for you, um, also, and you don't want to be the bad guy because you need everybody's votes in the city. Um, that's how that worked out. So make sure you go to Beehive Rental. They're fantastic and they've got the best equipment. Okay, they're patriots. You can rent anything, anything for a weekend, a week, a month, whatever. Beehive Rental. I love those guys over there. And uh, also North Star Insurance. If you're needing to switch plans right now, because this is the time and you don't know who to talk to. I've been getting some messages, people asking me about that. You know what? Go to Northstar. Click or call insurance.com. Click or call insurance.com. Not only do they know what's happening, and they're right on top of things, Jen and Dave are amazing people, and I've known them for a long time. I've worked with them at Northstar. Um, I've had their services, and let me just tell you, they're phenomenal. So you're going to get a fr- you're going to get a free quote, and you're also going to get you know what really is in your best interest. Um, so go to Northstar Insurance, and it's clickercallinsurance.com, and then um, of course Auto Body Central. You guys are great. I love you guys. Longtime sponsor and good fans of the show. Good. good support of the show and um, and a lot of uh, fans of the show will go to them and I love that. Thank you. If you're going to need your car fixed after an accident, ABC Auto is the place to go. There's such good people over there and they know what they're doing. Uh, even better. So five-star ratings are great. Uh, and so um, the ambulance issue, it's very interesting when you have a mayor whose ambulance company was was um, diminished by the mayor at the time and thrown out of business. And then the ambulance company that was brought in to replace her ambulance company, the mayor of St. George, um, right now, um, this is the company that should have more paramedics and isn't getting them. And and if they're going to tout growth every five minutes to try to pat themselves on the back, then isn't this an obvious part of growth that you would need a couple of <laughs> more paramedics? Well, Why that, the resistance? That's part of Gold Cross's issue is is hiring paramedics right now because it's not unique to St. George. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a nationwide issue is people just aren't going to paramedic school as much or they're leaving the field and mm-hmm. going to nursing school or PA that's school. Yeah. They can make more money that way. Mm-hmm. So they've even had recent actually increases in the wages down here um, to try to help draw in more paramedics. But mm-hmm. when you have that shortage and you have an ordinance that's unique to only St. George that's saying you have to have two paramedics when we could extend that out and have access to more ambulances if we say, mm-hmm. hey, on a couple of these, one paramedic, one advanced EMT, we're not decreasing the level of patient care, but we are getting more access for our citizens. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about for me is what gives our citizens the best public safety. And that's what we have to go with. One hundred percent. That should be the only. That's got to be the motive. This should be right? a no-brainer, right? Well, a no-brainer and, and just common sense. But there's not a lot of that going on. No, there's not a lot of that going on. I, it's just it's. And then to get scolded, I have to applaud your backbone, Michelle. You have a backbone, and I love it to well, stand I mean, up to all I, this. I tried to just get this on the agenda privately. I didn't want to yeah. make a big issue of this publicly, mm-hmm. but after months of being denied mm-hmm. and told, no, we're not doing it, we're waiting on this study, 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 that who knows when it's going to be done, right. I finally brought it up in a public meeting along with other agenda items that I, I've had residents come to me and say, I am really passionate about making St. George a sanctuary city for the unborn. Yes. And guess what? It should be. 
the mayor will not allow that. She will but not I allow she was me. Conservative. I, I have it all <laughs> typed up beautifully. It's very straightforward about how we value human life here. And it is symbolic because we don't perform elective abortions here, thank right, goodness. Right. But it's a symbolism of something that is so important to the residents here of mm-hmm. we don't care what they're doing in Washington. We don't care what they do in the rest of right. the country, the state. Here in St. George, we value all human life. And it sends it. a clear message. It's beautiful. It's unifying. That we're it's sane, conservative down here. But I yeah, mean, we can dedicate the month of September to electric vehicles, but we can't bother <laughs> ourselves to dedicate a month to the unborn. Well, wow. M- Michelle, yeah. a, a resolution like that is fantastic. But what so. it does, it forces the elected officials to make public stands, and they're it uncomfortable does. with that. Well, yeah. because but they're that, not who they say they are. But that's what the resolution <laughs> should why. do. And the yeah. public yeah. will now know who mm-hmm. voted for it, who mm-hmm. voted against it, who didn't want it. Right. right. You're exactly right. And so if you're if you're going to say you're conservative to get the spot in a city council or as mayor, here's where you get to back it up. And right. they're not backing it up. Yeah. Same thing with the Second Amendment sanctuary. God, I've worked with residents to get it all typed up. 100% we beautifully, should Beautifully. And yet mm-hmm. she has said yep, as well nope. publicly that she won't put it on an agenda. She says we don't have a council majority who want a second amendment sanctuary or a sanctuary for the unborn on an agenda. Well, oh, the public needs terrible. to know that. The yeah, public absolutely needs to know that because they I can't do it myself. It's uh-huh. got to be the public who are putting pressure on the other elected um, officials and letting them know this is what they want. Because I didn't just pull these resolutions out of my hat. <laughs> I'm doing this because, because people the people I you. represent, this is important to them. And I'm going to fight for it. Yep. And those people that we're talking about really want to turn this into Salt Lake and yeah. Park City. Well, M- M- Michelle, listen, the answer to this thing is what you're saying. The citizens have to step up in mass. They do. Mm-hmm. You can't fight the fight this fight alone, yeah. but you've got to get thousands of people hey. to support you yeah. and sh- literally show up and demand this of their elected officials. You're and right. that's how stuff. Ta- that's yeah. how this gets changed. Yeah. The turnout. The turnout that you had at that one meeting. Yeah. We need to do that every. I just was going to say that that proved beautifully exactly what Willie is saying with the tax increase, Mm -hmm. because the first budget hearing for the Mm -hmm. tax increase, I was the only one who voted against the increase. It was four to one. But by the time the final hearing came around, the citizens, we the people, we showed up. We had that place. That was awesome. That was and they gave public comment. Mm -hmm. It was very logical. It was respectful. But it was bold and to the point. And guess what? Right. The vote flipped. Four of us voted against the tax increase. Public pressure That's does what wonders. happens when the people show up. We yes. have to be involved. You're so right. I just please do that again and again. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Quick question. Yes. Okay. Go Response right ahead. Response times for police. Response times? We are the worst in the state of Utah. Mm, Are we really? I didn't realize we were the worst. 20 minutes on a priority one call average. Now, I don't know if we fudge the numbers to make us look bad to raise taxes, Mm. but Salt Lake City was really bad and they got theirs down to 12. The good response time is between two and five minutes on a priority one Mm -hmm. call, but for Mm -hmm. some reason, St. George reported 20 minutes. Wow. I'm going to have to look into yeah, that. Yeah, thanks that's, for the call. Like somebody's breaking mm. into your house, somebody's yeah, shooting at you. you right. know, a, it's a number that's one a long priority, 20-minute time, time Thank you. for response for the police. Wow, thanks for that. Hmm. 
Interesting. Something to look into. Must be because we didn't increase taxes. Probably. At least that's what the news that's is going why to we, report. We kick puppies. That's why we get rid of parks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, the manipulation's just going to keep coming too. You mean um, they fudge data to, to try to force yeah. tax increases? That's that happens. What? See, that's what gets me. Somebody cannot know or be ignorant, but when you start the manipulation processes and utilize press and utilize the just pure manipulation to try to get people to think a different way, that always amazes me. And I would hope to death that the people of uh, Southern Utah would not tax themselves, especially after we got a over $500 million budget. Yeah. Yeah. That and, was, and I do have to say, I have to give a shout out actually to St. George Police Department. They've mm-hmm. helped me a lot actually recently with right? some threats I've received, oh, and sorry. they've been phenomenal. Um, and they weren't all for this tax increase. Yeah, and some of them were obviously mm-hmm. because when you're being fed, mm-hmm. hey, you cannot get a raise unless we increase taxes. Of course, you're going to jump on board. Right. But I had plenty of conversations with officers who weren't in support and mm-hmm. actually felt discriminated against if yep. they vocalized that opinion, which to me is sad. I thought we lived in America where we could have yeah. our different viewpoints on things. Yeah. But I don't think that we should use our men and women in uniform ever as the excuse or hey, the babe. reason of why yeah. we have to raise taxes on, on something our already in the budget. <laughs> that yeah. should be our number one. I've said this over and over funded mm-hmm. line item. Number one, public safety. And then for lower priority items, if there's mm-hmm. not the money left over, we need to look at more well, creative solutions. What really got me was when everybody showed up at that meeting and um, all the other city council members could do was profess their love for parks and rec. They didn't profess their love for cops. They professed their love for Parks and Rec because they wanted to keep the Parks and Rec. And that tells you where their devotion is. So all I'm saying is you actually were calling all this out, and I love it. And uh, they slobbered on about parks. I mean, give me a break. That, Like you said, line item number one, that's the job. You include that first. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's going to be a lot more manipulation about their pay. But they do the same thing with teachers. The administration asks for taxation to help the teachers' salaries. It hardly ever goes to the teachers. Yeah. Right. They it, goes get used. To more, it goes up to more administration. They get used. Yes, they get used. Instead of the teachers. And yeah. you're like me. I don't want to see people get mm. used. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, on this topic, I think the citizens of the Hurricane Valley Fire District, I think the citizens ought to be asking questions of their oh, gosh, elected yeah. officials. Don't Why are they getting yourself. these things where they're almost doubling the tax on the Hurricane Fire District? This is ridiculous. I mean, There's the no citizens need to ask questions about that and say, why are you doing that? Yeah. Are we having 100 fires in Hurricane a month? I didn't think so. Anyway, <laughs> just a question. Uh, I mean, they do this, and it's for the, the dumbest reasons. And I'm sorry, that's what those budgets are for. We're already being taxed and taxed and yeah. taxed and taxed and taxed. Yeah. And Increasing taxes is never the answer. Well, and don't vote to tax yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're whining that we didn't increase taxes, mm-hmm. you're not a conservative, so stop calling yourself one. Right. And so, um, so are people supposed to are, are people to show up then on Thursday? Like this. Thursday? So this Thursday is a work meeting. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's always open to the public. Right. Um, it's not our main meeting though. That mm-hmm. would, is normally in the main main council chamber. So this is more of a discussion work meeting with um, council and staff 
I mean, people are still welcome to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least the conversation is finally getting started in an open meeting because that's the frustration mm-hmm. for me is with the Open Public Meeting right. Act. Right. I can't have these conversations with my fellow council members mm-hmm. unless it's in a public meeting. Yeah. And so it's frustrating that I'm hey. I'm relying on the mayor to put these items that I request onto an agenda. No doubt. And if she doesn't agree with it, then it, it mm-hmm. becomes a bit of a battle to get these things right. addressed. And I'm I'm a person who likes to get stuff done. That's my motto. Thank you. Get stuff done. Oh my gosh, we just need to clone you. Uh, I'm serious for every city council member because you have a backbone. This comment came from Spencer Cox, and uh, I just wanted to play this 30 seconds. Here we go. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's so much easier for, for people who lose to just say, well, there's no way I could have lost. It must be a rigged election. Really? And uh, with, with no mm. proof at all. Uh, and that's, that's just sad and, and unfortunate that, that uh, the candidates take that track. Um, but, uh, but, wow. but I'm so grateful for candidates who lose with dignity and uh, who don't undermine the system without any, any evidence or any wow. proof. Cox, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I read that. It's pretty cowardly to just spew that out on cowardly. the media with no proof and didn't even bother to call me to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, has he ever had called a conversation you? with No, he you, hasn't Willie? called me, hasn't interacted yet. In fact, he didn't even look at the evidence we had uh, of the, uh, yeah. the big anomaly. He didn't even look at it. Yep. And, they uh, are didn't come desperate. Just, well, they just make that statement to, to defend them, their, themselves in their own position. Again, he sent, Cox sent all of our machines after the last election 24 hours later down to Maricopa County. Hmm. I just need us to understand that because by law, they were supposed to keep them for 60 days. Uh, completely scrubbed down there. I just... That comment alone, we're post-election, and I'm. It's just amazing how desperate he is to convince people. Well, and, and I didn't ask for elec- election integrity, yeah, uh, be out of out of spite or anything else. <laughs> no, I did it because the people are, are asking for I mean, it, and for him on. to say something like that is really cowardly. It is. It is cowardly, but it shows you desperation. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like Evan McMuffin bringing you in, showing him praying with his family at the dinner table. When was the last time you saw a politician do that? That's pretty desperate. (laughs) Trying to prove something. And so that's why the desperation is over the top. Mm. And that's why the election fraud thing has been election fraud, election, no election fraud, no election fraud, 24-7. And Mitt Romney supported Egg McMuffin. Yep. Well, we got to get rid of that guy. Birds of a feather, baby. Birds of a feather. Uh, Michelle Tanner, thank you. Willie Billings, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank Thank you for having me. You guys keep rocking it. You You guys are amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And I'll be right back with Melissa and Susan. Don't go anywhere.